You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Tuesday, June 6th, and this is the Best Football Show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads and make sure you leave a five-star review as it really does help the show grow. Today, as we continue our tour around the NFL of one big question for each team, we've moved on from the NFC, the weaker of the two conferences, at least heading into this year. And now we move to the AFC, the home of three elite, legit Super Bowl contending teams, the home of the better quarterback play by far. I mean, there's probably eight or nine quarterbacks that are starting in the in the AFC that you could argue would be, if not number one, number two in the NFC at worst. So it's the stronger division. And I think we're I mean, the, the stronger conference. And let's start with one of the stronger divisions in that conference, the AFC West. They have the Buffalo Bills, legit Super Bowl contender. New York Jets added Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Miami Dolphins, one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. And the Patriots still play there. But they are one of the tougher divisions in the NFL without question. So let's dive into it. And let's start with the best team in this comp- in this division, or at least what will likely be the best team, the Buffalo Bills. Obviously great on both sides of the ball. Winning head coach, franchise quarterback, great offense, great defense, good home field advantage. They check almost every box. But I think if you look at why they struggled last year, and if there's one reason to maybe think they are a notch below the Chiefs or the Bengals or some of these teams that have elite, elite quarterback play, it's fair to wonder, has Josh Allen regressed? And it's important to note, he is regressing from an extremely high level. Still had 35 touchdowns, 14 interceptions last year, uh, you know, ton of passing yards, good completion percentage. He's still one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you look at some of the other problems he's had, he continues to be reckless with the ball, and he's not showing any improvement in that regard. He had the highest interception percentage of passes since his rookie year last year. Pro Football Reference credited him with 13 fumbles, and I know sometimes it can be those can be on the center, but 13 fumbles was the most for any quarterback in the NFL, an egregious amount of fumbles. And then you look at when the games really mattered, when he got to the playoffs, where the Bills waited all year to play these games. Three touchdowns, three interceptions in two games, no touchdown, one interception, and a loss to Cincinnati. Josh Allen does so many things well. He's uh, He has a rocket for an arm. He can make plays with his legs. You can obviously lead an elite offense with him at quarterback. But until he becomes better at taking care of the ball, the Buffalo Bills are not going to win the Super Bowl. It is too hard when you're playing great quarterback play like Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, look at the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Mahomes arguably got outplayed by Jalen Hurts. What was the difference in that game? 
Jalen Hurts turned the ball over once. Patrick Mahomes didn't turn the ball over. As long as Josh Allen, I mean, three turnovers in two playoff games, it's no wonder they didn't beat Cincinnati. And even if they had eked that one out, they were not going to win two more games because of his inability to take care of the ball. You could do a debate on who is more talented, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts has one of the lowest turnover percentages in the NFL. He doesn't fumble the ball. He doesn't throw interceptions. Whereas Josh Allen continually does do those things. So next year, the Bills, they have to get Josh Allen back to taking care of the ball, or at least starting to take care of the ball. And they have to get him back on track with where he was. He took a massive leap uh, from year, you know, early on in his career. It was called the Josh Allen leap. He needs to take another one. Maybe he needs to take a Jalen Hurts leap now and take care of the football. So the biggest question with the Buffalo Bills is it's not the receivers. It's not the defense. It's not. It's none of those things. They have all the pieces. It's can their quarterback take care of the ball? And to me, that is not only one of the biggest questions for the Bills. It's not only one of the biggest questions in the AFC East. It might be the biggest question in the NFL because if he does, the Bills are going to be right there again. If he doesn't, they might be the biggest fraud contender of all the teams we view as legit contenders. Next up, the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, you know, an obvious question is, can, can Tua stay healthy? But that's not really a question when you think about it. It's not up to Tua if he stays healthy. That's not a coaching thing. That's, that's none of those things. Unfortunately, Tua has had issues staying healthy due to concussions. And I think we all agree and we all hope that those stop. Because when he is healthy and when he is out there, he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. The results show that. The stats show that. Their win-loss record when he plays shows that. So hopefully he can stay healthy. The other question for the Miami Dolphins, and what I'll go as, as my big question is, is Mike McDaniels ready to win? Do they have a head coach that is ready to win even if his quarterback is injured? Last year, they were 1-4 without Tua. After that 8-0 start where they certainly caught people by storm, they lost their last five starts with Tua. They lost in the playoffs. Now, they did add a better backup quarterback, Mike White from the New York Jets, who I think is slightly overrated for maybe as much hype as he got in New York. But he is better than what they had last year, especially when you consider all the injuries they dealt with in that quarterback position. But... You can excuse away one year of losing because of quarterback injury. It's something to deal with. There's no question about it. It's tough to win with a backup in the NFL, especially when you're a rookie head coach. But the best head coaches in the NFL are able to win even with backups. It's a sign to me of how good the program is running. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL despite consistent turnover at quarterback. Why is that? Because... Their head coach is a great play caller. He's a great program builder. He builds the offense around whoever is in there. And it's a shot, it's a sign that they are clicking on all cylinders, from the front office to the coaching staff to the continuity on the field. The Miami Dolphins need to show this year that they are ready to win even if Tua is not there. They have an extremely talented roster. They have great receivers. They added Jalen Ramsey. They have great pass rushers. Their offensive line is good enough. They have everything. If Tua plays, they're going to be very good. Now, they're in a tough division, so it might be tough to compete for the division. But if Tua does go down, God forbid, if he does miss time with something other than a concussion, it's time for Mike McDaniels to show he can win with a backup. It's what the great young head coaches do. It's what the great head coaches do, regardless of age. But it's definitely what the great young head coaches do. And Mike McDaniels has all the qualities of a great young head coach. This is the year to prove it. This is the year to show that he is ready to win. No more 0-5 after a hot start. No more losing because of a backup. Consistent winning, making the playoffs, winning a playoff game. It's time for Mike McDaniels to show why he's considered one of the better young coaches in the league. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, going from one really young head coach to one really old head coach, the New England Patriots. I think this question is actually pretty simple, and and it's a hard one to consider that it's gotten to this point, but I suppose it happens with everybody. Do they still want Bill Belichick as their head coach? On the surface, you look at that and go, of course they want Bill Belichick as a head coach. He's arguably the best head coach of all time. He's certainly the most accomplished head coach of all time. But let's be honest, since Tom Brady left, it's been not good in New England. First year, 7-9, and nine, no playoffs. Second year, 10-7, and seven, get absolutely demolished in the wildcard round. 8-9, and nine, no playoffs. And that's those aren't disastrous seasons. These are not four-win seasons. But they're actually the worst seasons you could possibly have in the NFL. Right around 500, not legit contenders, not good enough to be a serious contender, not bad enough to draft high and add impact players. I think it might be time to move on from Bill Belichick, for better or worse. For worse, they lose four, they, they only win four games. They get high enough to draft a quarterback or an impact player or at least add an asset where they can turn that into multiple players. Or for better, they they get a new a new head coach in there, a new culture, a new you know breath of fresh air. I think as long as Belichick's there, it's always going to have that same feeling of you know as if Tom Brady is there and thinking about all that success. I think they need a complete fresh start in New England, and this year will be the year to prove it. If they don't make the playoffs again, if he goes three or four years without the playoffs, and if or if they do make it, they're not competitive then yeah, I think it's time to move on. And you wonder if Robert Kraft would ever actually do that. But even Bill Belichick himself, if they don't make the playoffs this year, if Mac Jones doesn't take a step forward, then I think Belichick really needs to consider, am I still the right person for this job? If he truly does love that New England Patriots franchise the way I'm sure he claims he does, and if he really wants to you know, continue to, to not tarnish his legacy, and that's obviously strong because he's won so much, but he's not been good since Brady left. And the more the more he loses without Brady, the more clear it becomes he was really only a great head coach because of Tom Brady. So for me, the Patriots' biggest question is, do they really still want Bill Belichick as head coach? Could this be the final year he is the head coach? I think it should be, and I think there's a chance it probably will be. All right, final team, a team that most years you could look at and go, not just the final team, the worst team. Not the case this year because the Patriots are in it, but the New York Jets. And the biggest question, look, I know a lot of these are about quarterbacks, but I don't know how you look at this team and ask any other question. Is Aaron Rodgers still good? And was Aaron Rodgers worth it? They obviously go out, they trade for Aaron Rodgers, they give up a ton to get him, despite the fact they had reportedly all the leverage in the deal. They still end up giving quite a bit to go and get him. They are all in on winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and the deal will really only be a success if they do that. Look, if they get to the conference finals, they're a 13-3 and team or whatever. Yeah, okay, then that's success. But you don't give up what you gave and pay him what you're paying him. If unless your goal is to win a Super Bowl, and that's what it'll be for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So is Aaron Rodgers still good? That's a fair question. Last year, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. The 26 touchdowns was the lowest since 2019 and 11 fewer than the year before. He had 12 interceptions last year. 
the previous four years, he had 15 combined. So he almost threw in one year what he threw the prior four years. And it was obviously the most interceptions since 2008. So way more reckless with the ball. And I know you can look at it and go, well, he lost Devontae Adams. He didn't have the same talent. I don't know. His receivers were not that bad. He had the third best pass blocking offensive line. He had really good running backs, a coaching staff that he's been really successful with before. So the pieces of him being successful were all there, mostly. Obviously, Devontae Adams is not. But if his whole kind of being good at this stage of his career is built on Devontae Adams, I got news for you. There is not a Devontae Adams in New York. So Aaron Rodgers now back with the offensive coordinator he had in Green Bay. Probably, you know, coming into this year, feeling confident he'll be able to turn it around. I'll be interested to see. I think sometimes the Packers get too much blame for for Aaron Rodgers' struggles in uh, in Green Bay last year. I think he has to prove he's still good, especially at his age, especially when, and I know he's at off-season workouts now, especially when, you know, he didn't practice a ton in Green Bay last year. And we'll see what he does in New York. But I think the Aaron Rodgers' situation is a fascinating one. You could see him going there and throwing 35 touchdowns, being back to the Aaron Rodgers he was. But you could also see him going there and, you know, like the benefit of having him is he's supposed to take care of the ball, right? If you're going to have a great defense like the Jets have, if you're going to have skilled players like they do, you want a quarterback that takes care of the ball. Rodgers did not take care of the ball last year. So he's going to have to come in and not only be better, you know, just as a quarterback in terms of leading the offense up and down the field, but he has to be better with the ball and taking care of the ball. If he can come in, if he's 26 and 12 next year, they're probably not a playoff team and they're probably regretting that trade. So for me, the biggest question for the Jets is, is Aaron Rodgers still good? And was this trade going to be worth it? This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you next time.